0: I am a god, you dull creature!
1: We are not
2: doing get help.
0: I have been falling for 30 minutes!
2: I assure you, brother, the sun will shine on us
0: again. I'm just a huge fan of the sport. Can't see into the future,
1: I'm not a witch. No? Why'd you dress like one? I am Loki, of Asgard.
0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Assembly Required, an MCU retrospective, the show where we reassemble the MCU piece by piece, movie by movie, episode by episode. I am your host, Eduardo, and I am being joined by Peaches and Chris to talk all about Loki Season 2 Finale. What's up, guys?
3: I am not Peaches. I am sad.
0: I am not Jasmine. I am glad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: still Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> Are You guys not sad? Oh, I mean, I'm sad. I could no. be Chris and sad at the same time.
0: Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Is that how I'm supposed to feel about this? No. No, I man. think I'm not sad. I am happy because I think I was actually just talking with Angela about this. Uh, but uh, God of War and God of War Ragnarok, I think, is really smart to only have two installments and it ended at the correct time, and they did it well, and I think Loki is the same way. Like, I think these two seasons are incredible. They're incredible, one of the two, and I don't want any more. Like, I think this is it. I don't... Would I take more Loki? Sure, but I just... This is such a good and a complete story that I don't know if I need any more.
3: I agree with that. I think there's some merit to saying, like, thing A should have ended at season B, right? Like, Like... you you want to end a story before it starts going downhill. Yeah, and I think this is a perfect send off. But it also is very sad that it's done. Sure, most likely. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think Loki as a TV show is done. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think the character ends up showing up maybe down the line.
2: I I have thoughts on that. Um, it's one of my it's in one of my notes actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, about we'll, the show, which we'll we'll, we'll talk get about to, that. Like, when we get to the end of the episode. Because I I I think <laughs> yeah
3: where everyone drink
2: a classic get your bingo card classic assembly required happening yeah. right now yeah. vintage <laughs>
0: okay but now I'm thinking about them replacing the score of uh, that happens when Loki is grabbing all the threads and like climbing the stairs with take me higher with by Creed, Creed. <laughs> He did take them higher. Well, let's go there. He went just, there. You can like picture it in your brain. Like yeah, fixed, actually, man. yeah. I think that song is
3: about the uh, the end of the episode. <laughs> I think they somehow saw the future.
0: Yeah.
2: Do you know what else would work? Uh, if Mobius is staring at the house, and then when it cuts Loki's face,
1: what I've done? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, that's pretty funny. <laughs>
3: No, if Creed is on one of the timelines, yeah. presumably Loki grabbed them and took them higher. Yep. Do you think Literally. that
2: Creed got pruned from every every <laughs> branch and then Loki's like, I'm saving Creed? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. The Sacred Timeline did not have Creed and that's why, that's why Kang never invaded. Don't you dare throw them away. <laughs>
1: Who
0: do you
2: think you they are? made a music
3: video at Universal Studios with Merman in it. That's that's real. Look I, it up. Oh, I know it's real.
0: Yeah. Didn't you show me? It was his <laughs> or Adam. It was a person that looks a lot like Chris, but isn't Chris. No, it was it was Adam, I think. It was Danny.
3: I don't think it was Danny. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Adam. Because, <laughs>
1: because we were in remember. line
3: we were in line for Oddfellow at yeah, Halloween. It Horror wasn't nice, me. And it was Shaggy. I think it was Adam, the two of them and me.
0: I was there. You were there? I was there. I remember it.
3: It wasn't Danny, though. Patron
2: Dan, write in and let us know uh, yeah, or if it Adam. was you. Or Adam. Yeah, I know you're a, both You're both listening. Let's have a turf war here.
0: Yeah, I don't remember which one of you it was. One mm-hmm. of you, was it?
2: But anyway,
3: yeah, there were mermaids in the flooded streets yeah. of Universal yeah. Studios yeah. for a music video. I
2: know I've talked about the uh, diabetes medicine commercial that's filmed just out on the streets in Universal. You yeah. can see the Kit Kat Club and all that.
3: I like Creed filming there better. It's a little more
2: exciting. Yeah.
0: So as I said, today we're going to be covering season two, episode six of Loki, Glorious Purpose, which is not the first time that that name has been used.
2: Yeah. Did... I thought that was really interesting. It's it's like an Ouroboros. If you yeah. think about it.
3: I really liked that. I saw it and I was like is this a typo? And then I was like, because I know we've already had an episode named this, but I couldn't remember which one. And then I obviously went back to the list and I was like, oh, it's the first episode. It's circular. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. Dang. Yeah, Yeah, really clever. In any other circumstance, I would have been mad. Yeah, if it was just like episode three. (laughs) Like, yeah,
2: let's use this one again. It sounds good.
0: Uh, It was written by Eric Martin and directed by Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson. The finale kicks off with Loki jumping back to the point where Victor Timely walks onto the platform and gets spaghettified. There, Loki asks Obi how they could uh, have prevented it, and Obi says that they took too long. They needed more time. So Lob- Loki uses his new time-slipping powers to jump back in time, going further and further to try wait, and Wait, get wait, wait.
3: I want to pause you already, because I want to know how you feel based on your... um. Not really complaint, but whatever you want to call it, from last episode about the like the bu- the jumping into his own body uh-huh. thing. I mean, I was there with you, but I'm curious what you think about it.
0: I don't feel better about it. They really, don't, they don't really explain it, or I I feel ex- sort of the same. But I am a person uh, who is yes. able to sort of wave that kind of stuff away if I enjoy everything else that's going on. Sure, um, and yeah, yeah. so that's kind of how it was with this. Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but. That was my complaint for last episode, and I wanted to come at this one with. Uh, I mean, at least they eyes. already
3: established it, and they didn't change their mind about that. Sure, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh,
0: but yeah, I did. F- I still found it a little weird. Gotcha, um, but that's okay. It not you know, it didn't, it, it didn't hinder my enjoyment of this episode. Okay, just curious. So Loki uses his new time-saving powers to jump back in time, going further and further to try and get Victor safely out onto the platform. Even then, it's not enough. Loki spends centuries learning from Obi and Casey and attempts countless times to get Time Timely's multiplier onto the machine in order to expand the temporal loom. However, even after all of his attempts, and we can surmise it was countless considering how extensive his instructions are, the temporal loom is destined to fail.
2: I'll talk about it, just a few things because this... Ha- this- Just like last week, this summary doesn't dwell on details. Uh, So, first of all, this episode, I think, is... Rachel Page. We miss you, Rachel. Um, This is, I think, the most the show has ever felt like Doctor Who to me. Yeah. Uh, Just the way... And -hmm. not just because you have a classically trained, you know, Shakespearean actor from the UK playing an immortal being who can time travel, (laughs) although that helps, (laughs) Uh, but just like some of the wibbly wobbly timey Wimey stuff they're doing with him being like okay I'm gonna go back and try this again try this again try this again and all of that and I, there were just a few things in this I thought were so funny my favorite thing I think and this might be one of my favorite line readings in the entire MCU is when he introduces Victor and OB to each other and <laughs> he says guess what the TVA handbook you both wrote it isn't that amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just like the way that i i didn't do that justice he's a much better actor than i am believe it or not um i also let casey loki i'm not questioning your surprisingly advanced engineering skills <laughs> <laughs> it was so like there is so much funny stuff in this first act it's great the
3: the groundhog day secret sequence had a ton of fun quips from, uh-huh
2: from tom and uh Frantic Loki when he's just standing there programming, and then <laughs> M- Moby's like, "Look out, Obi! Someone, someone's coming for your job! Look out, OB. I'm a coming." <laughs> he's like, "What? What the shit?" Yeah. <laughs> Did you
0: guys have any? So when you get to the end of this sequence, um, you sort of figure out that like, oh, like it's not gonna work. Do you guys have any idea what was gonna happen from that point? I already sort of didn't really know where it was going because, like, even if they get it fixed, then what? Um, but I really. Had no idea where we were going.
1: Uh,
3: n- no, there was a different point where a conversation was being had. Where in my brain, the solution that I came up with mm. for Loki was way different than what happened. Okay, so I'll interrupt you hear that. when yeah. that comes around. I don't think it's that intelligent of a thought. It was just in the moment I thought that X thing was going to happen and yeah. that I was waiting for it to be the thing that happened and I'm glad it didn't. Yeah. Um but no, at this point I was like, "Damn, they're fucked. Like where's where's he going to go back to now? Like yeah. he's he's got to keep going back, right?" Um there is one thing that I think for the purpose of drama and like the way that the story needed to unfold it wouldn't have made it. It wouldn't have made it as impactful of an ending. But I do think that maybe he should have, instead of. I think that maybe there's a an argument to be had that instead of just going straight to I'm going to do the ultimate sacrifice and isolate myself and manage these timelines, I think maybe he could have gone back to a couple points before, right before Sylvie kill, kills he who remains, and try to reason with her then. Isn't that what he did?
2: because no, like no. the, even when he goes back like to the elevator she just kills him in the elevator yeah but
3: further than that i'm not talking about s- seconds before i'm talking like meet her at the end of time when they're when they're like before they even get to alieth and they go hey listen you're going to find this hard to believe but i have time travel powers now <laughs> the, don't kill him
0: <laughs> i my guess from the scenes and the way the scenes played out like specifically like when he's talking to he who remains and he's like What makes you think this is the first time we've had this conversation? And he, like, kind of turns the tables on him. I read that scene as, oh, Loki's done everything. He's, he has exasperated all options at this point. Yeah. He has done everything he could and it all keeps. And, like, like Chris said, when she, I think stabbing in the elevator is not necessarily at that point, but it's supposed to show that Loki has, like, he's done everything. Like, he has gone at every point that he possibly can and it all just keeps happening the same way.
3: Maybe that's true. Yeah. Plus, if he, I'm getting off topic. Goes now. back and I tries to. Ahead.
0: He.
2: Never mind. I'm. I'm lost. I'm lost in my own thoughts.
3: Are you trying to say that if he goes back too far, he won't have as like meaningful of a relationship with Sylvie, and she won't listen to him anyway? I mean,
2: yeah. That I wish I'd thought of that because that sounds really smart. I oh. should have said that. <laughs> okay. I. Had, okay. Whoops. Yeah. What? 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 Peaches said. <laughs> you said this. I I said said
0: this. (laughs) I made this. The branching timelines will continue to branch infinitely. There's no stopping that, and the loom is not built to accommodate infinite expansion.
3: I did like the no dividing by zero reference.
2: I also like Timely always calling him wizard.
0: Yes. (laughs) Did, Did we do it, wizard? Yeah. The problem lies at the beginning of this whole fiasco he who remains was never killed, the timelines would never branch. The temporal loom would stay in place and no spaghettification. So Loki jumps farther back into history, going all the way back to the end of season one, when he and Sylvie arrive at the Citadel at the end of time. He does his best to try and convince Sylvie to stop, to save he who remains, but after more attempts, he realizes that Sylvie will never stop. And that's where we gotta get into what you just said, where he sort of... Yeah. So... Uh,
3: there's one part in this episode here that I do think was a little silly. I I don't know that he who remains needs to be omniscient. He keeps having these, like, I knew you would do that moments, and I don't think it was necessary for him to know that Loki Mm -hmm. was going to have all these time powers, like, I paved that road, too. Like, did you? Like, you're here doing all this work, that's true, but... Again, if you know how everything was always going to play out, then you don't need to play coy. Just tell me what's what needs to be done to to make the situation good. Like, I think maybe all of the same stuff could have happened and he just not say I knew you would get here.
0: I think I have I don't have a problem with that yeah. because of how Loki then turns the tables on him in that same conversation. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, think, oh yeah? Yeah, where he was yeah. like, how many times do you think we've talked? Like, and like, to me, that's the like, oh, Loki's in control
3: now. Yeah. Like, and there's merit to that conversation saying like, well, Kang's a villain. He could just be lying. He might literally maybe. just be saying that to try to like lord it over Loki. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's a, I mean, I think that variant of Kang is less of a villain and more of like a presence. <laughs> I think it was supposed yeah.
0: to show that like up until this point, we were still figuratively on the sacred timeline. Yeah. Like this is still exactly how timely—not timely—but he remains had sort of not planned, but like knew how things was gonna go, yeah. were going to go. We're going to go, and so the the Loki then turning the tables on him is, in my opinion, supposed to signify. Oh, we are now in like uncharted waters. Like this is not anything that he knows. He doesn't actually know what needs to yeah. happen now. We yeah. are now at a point where it's like, it's up in the air. Anything could happen. It's all in Loki's hands.
2: So in the first season finale, when he said, oh, I don't know what happens if we're here on, he was lying. Yeah, yeah, I think that's when he is lying. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's
3: that's. I guess that's too what I'm saying is in the scenes with he who remains in that room, I think for everything we just said to be true, he has to be like doing some villainy lying. Oh, there. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, But also, yeah, like you said, this is where we learn that the loom is actually just a fail safe so Loki suggesting I'm going to do something else is definitely new for him. Cause he's like, so what? It's a fail safe. Yeah. Everything gets pruned except for sacred timeline. I rebuild the TVA. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. Um, this is where I had the thought. So the thought that I had where Loki's like, I'm going to do something different. I already had in my mind that, okay, well goodbye Loki. Like he's going to so, like, we're yeah. not going to have him anymore. Yeah. Like, uh, he's gonna do that superhero play where he sacrifices himself for the greater good.
0: He's gonna sacrifice himself. And
3: for some reason in my
0: <laughs> no fraud because no. of TikTok,
3: I cannot unsee people like dancing to club music
1: <laughs> when that's but happening. What is it?
3: <laughs> um, I had it in my head that he was going to time slip himself all the way back to when he first got pruned and live out his life the way. That Mobius showed him he was going to live it out. Oh, interesting. Because, oh. And, and I don't think that really stops Sylvie from killing. Maybe it does, though, because Loki's not there to help her figure out yeah, how Yeah, she to doesn't get, get to the TVA without him. She doesn't get to the TVA. So you thought, go thought he was just
2: going game to go back to endgame and be like, what if I don't pick up this Tesseract? Yes,
3: and I thought he was going to live out his life the way we saw it happen in the MCU with the knowledge in his head that I just have to let things happen the way they were they were meant to happen. And then you get a new perspective on he didn't go after Thanos in the end purely to protect his family. He went after Thanos because he knew that he had to because he had to die.
2: Boy, I would have hated that so much. Yeah, like
3: <laughs> I had that in my head and I was prepared to
2: watch Thanos fucking choke him to death again. That that would have just undermined everything he's learned in these two seasons. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh yeah, that would have been an awful awful ending. I don't think No it offense
3: w- to you. No, no, no. I'm I'm glad it was wrong <laughs> yeah. because that's just where my brain went. I yeah. was like, no, don't don't do it. Don't you dare. Don't you dare, bad mm-hmm. Loki. <laughs> so yeah, glad that wasn't it.
0: It's there that He Who Remains stops time and reveals that he's known about Loki's time slipping. It's yet another seed that he planted in Loki after seeing that Sylvie would come to kill him. This has all been part of the plan for He Who Remains. The loom is a failsafe device, something that preserves the sacred timeline. He Who Remains paints his existence as a mercy, protecting the timeline and keeping everyone safe. With the destruction of the loom, brutal war will come and nothing will survive it. All Loki has to do is kill Sylvie and that will preserve the sacred timeline. Unable to accept that and simply unable to kill Sylvie, Loki slips back to the very beginning of the show, back to episode one, season one, episode one, excuse me, when he first meets Mobius in the time theater, which I loved going back there. Yeah, Yeah. Really, the the moments of just Loki and Mobius just talking to each other are some of the best moments of this entire series. Um, The two of them have really great chemistry uh, and I think the... It's a really interesting discussion seeing... It's really interesting seeing this discussion again, but where it's clear that Loki has more information. Like, at the first one, Mobius is sort of leading Loki, and now it's the opposite, where Loki is sort of leading Mobius to try to get him to answer. Um, And I thought that was really cool. What
2: a great way to show character development by having the Loki that we know now go back to the Loki from then and just see how different he is. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, they even I'm kind of glad they showed that a bit of that scene in the previously on because you're just reminded of how just dismissive he was of everything. And I'm supposed to rule. I'm a god. Right. Well,
3: because when we see him, then another thing that's hard to remember, because it happened so long after Avengers, we uh, timeline wise for him, Avengers just happened. Yeah. So in that first scene in the interrogation, he's like. Still
2: pretty much pure villain. Yeah, he's a bad guy.
0: Well, yeah, he's still, that's where he's spouting glorious purpose. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know?
2: So, did Joss Whedon make any greater contribution to the MCU besides writing, I am Loki of Asgard and I am burdened with glorious purpose? (laughs) Uh, That's it. That might be the the best thing he's ever done. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) I thought this scene does, I don't have the, the notes open right now. Does this description talk about the conversation they have any further or does it gloss over it?
0: Um, it talks about the conversation a little bit.
3: Okay, say that and then I'll interrupt you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There he asks Mobius about how he makes the choice to prune people. They are pruning timelines, which means they are killing countless people. How does he make the hard choice? Mobius tells Loki a story about a hunter who was not able to prune a child who was destined to be the killer of thousands. That hunter lost sight of the bigger picture and ultimately his partner had to be the one to prune the child after multiple hunters died in the process. Loki deduces that the hunter who couldn't purge the child is Mobius, and his partner was Renslayer. Mobius then tells Loki, "Most purpose is more burden than glory." What a that
3: was What a, a wonderful lie! Uh, I man. have that one in my notes too. <laughs> that gives me shivers, like thinking about that. I had a thought that I wondered, um, uh, and and I guess it's hard to say if it was or wasn't because a lot of the branches like got restored, right? maybe one of the pruned branches was the one that Mobius is able to go back to and look at his former life. Mm-hmm. But I had a thought while he was having this conversation because he just was so emotionally attached to it. And at this point that Mobius doesn't know what his family is like. He doesn't know about his life on her on in Ohio <laughs> in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've learned that a lot of these characters, when they came to the TVA, even though they didn't know anything about their past, they still had some semblance of who they were come with them, right? Like he had the Jet Ski Magazine. He kind of has a fatherly figure attitude about him when he's like speaking to Loki. <laughs> you meant
1: like he like, he's got a dad bod. Yeah.
3: Like, um, you know, OB still cares about writing a lot. He wrote the TVA handbook, he yeah. wrote volume two. Like, Uh, B-15, she was a doctor. She's not really healing any individual person per se, but she is trying to fix a broken TVA through the the full... So they have a lot of semblance of their original character. And I wondered, did the child that Mobius... Was the child that Mobius was talking about that caused 5,000 deaths, was that one of his kids? And he went to do the job, and for some reason, he couldn't do it. He didn't know why. Didn't he say it was at the
2: Black Sea, though?
3: oh he did yeah Yeah, you're right damn it
2: (laughs) i did notice at the end though that one of his boys was wearing green yeah and the other was wearing red (laughs) oh
3: shit well okay well that there goes that theory i'm just really stupid as i mean we all knew
2: (laughs) we all knew (laughs) no that's a that's a a good thought though (laughs) yeah i like that
3: well i guess i mean it's still it's still pretty heartfelt that whole thing was still pretty yeah yeah like Maybe he had a hard time because he, without knowing it, recollected his boys. Yeah,
2: I, th- I think that's probably yeah accurate. Is that you know he he's an eight- he said he was an
3: eight year old kid right who wasn't doing anything particularly wrong. Yeah, and there is a
2: little bit of that father in him still. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think you're on the right track about that for sure. Poor guy. Yeah, it's probably why he's better suited as an analyst. Yeah, than a, <laughs> than a hunter.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, hearing this, Loki goes forward in time to the end of Season 2, Episode 5, right before the universe spaghettifies and <laughs> Sylvie disappears, and he freezes time in order to talk to Sylvie. He tells her what has happened in his dilemma. Sylvie correctly realizes that he has, uh, that he has to kill her so that he can save he who remains. But in a final plea, she advocates once again for free will. Even though he who remains death leads to the destruction of everything, he would be replacing one one nightmare with another. I grew up in apocalypses, Loki, Sylvie tells him. I've lived through enough of them to know that sometimes it's okay to destroy something. This makes Loki realize that although the loom will be destroyed, he can replace it with something better. Time slipping once again to right before the destruction of the loom, Loki steps onto the platform himself. The temporal radiation doesn't affect him and as he takes each step toward the loom, his clothes disappear. Replacing them are a cape and his signature horns.
2: Do you know how much I loved this? You
0: just asked for for a different suit.
3: They gave me exactly
2: what I wanted. (laughs) Him embracing, the, and this is what they've been planting the seeds for that this whole season. You know, with him saying sometimes I forget you're a god and all that stuff. Like they really wanted us to remember that because he hasn't been acting like a God throughout this series, so him really becoming a god, and I notice that they're now calling him God Loki, that version of him, um which, oh, like like the socials, yeah, oh, like if you look that. at Instagram, they've changed the name of the official loki to God Loki oh. and um it's now it's like tw- their entire grid is making up a big poster of him on the throne. I did see that um, yeah. they announced like a god Loki Funko pop. Bro, all, all sorts of stuff. I had my own problems with
3: that because I'm like yeah I watched this the second I could but it's been four days like yeah. chill let people watch the fucking show man mm-hmm. like let them find out they also <laughs>
2: announced a don on a jet ski did you see that <laughs> I did not <laughs> that's amazing
0: uh, using his magic he completely destroys the loom and sets the strands of time free grabbing the branches of time he takes them all opening a rip in the fabric of space time and steps through he returns to the Citadel at the end of time, now just the throne surrounded by rubble. Does this look familiar to you guys?
3: It looks like where Thanos was sitting at yes. the end, when the f- his first cameo. Yes. Oh, yeah. Interesting. That on, that, on that
0: rock. That's what I thought of, was, uh, when, he, yeah. when Thanos first shows up at the end of Avengers. That's yeah, he's what just was sitting a- on a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Did you notice that his cape started as a cape, and then it turned into, into branches? Yes, yeah. I thought that was very that cool. That was fucking sick.
2: I um, also want to throw out there: Loki's magic is green. What color is the Time Stone? Green. Yeah. Yeah. So there has
0: been some people online that have like pointed to Loki uh, green, uh, Wanda red, mm. and they're being now like like personifications of the different stones. Oh sure,
2: yeah, because red's the Reality Stone, right? And- the Scarlet Witch can manipulate reality. Yeah. We need more people with different colored magic. Oh, they're going to come back and form a team. Ooh, and Vision. What color? Oh, yeah, I they're guess going to be the yellow. Infinity. Um, the Infinity Watch. Yeah. They could be <laughs> Infinity, Watch. Infinity Watch. No, well, Infinity Watch is a is a team in the um, in, from the comics where there were six people who were uh, assigned to guard over the different stones.
3: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's right. cool. Yeah, and then the fucking Yidrasil.
2: Oh, my God. Ooh. So good. So
1: good, dude. Man. Oh, wow.
3: We don't need to praise the visuals of this show more. Everybody that listens knows they that nailed. we have a hard-on for the visuals. But, <laughs> bro, that Yidrasil was sick.
0: Absolutely incredible. And so, like... Oh, he makes easier, so that makes so much sense. Like just watching it, you're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yes, that makes like mm-hmm. I can't believe I didn't think of this, but that makes so like, much sense. Literal branches yeah. into a tree. Yeah. Ah! And how great
2: is it that like in mythology, Loki is part of what ushers in Ragnarok, yes. the destruction of everything. Mm-hmm. And here he's sa- he saved more people than the Avengers. He saved more people than anyone else in the entire multiverse. Sure. Ragn- Loki is the greatest hero in the MCU? <laughs> yeah. Isn't
0: in Norse mythology Ragnarok also like the beginning of time as well? Like isn't it? Oh, it's a cycle. It's yeah. It's like circular. Right? So while he is like the be- the the, be- the bringer of Ragnarok, he is also the bringer of like everything starting over and doing it all over again. Yeah, yeah. Year. An apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Uh dragging with him all the strands of the timeline with all of its branches, he walks up and sits on the throne which turns gold. Holding all the branches of time means that Loki can allow all of them to exist without the destruction of existence. We see him at the center of the tree of life, Yggdrasil. Loki has now become the person who is holding together the very fabric of existence. Sometime later, we see the aftermath of Loki's decision. The TVA is back, Hunter B-15 is part of the council, Miss Minutes has been reprogrammed, and O.B. has a new version of the TBA handbook. In Chicago, 1868, a young Victor Timely continues on with his day. No TVA handbook dropped in through his window. Renslayer wakes up at the end of time after being pruned and is contracted by Elioth. Mobius decides to leave.
2: the Oh, TVA.
3: is that what that was? Yeah, the, you, yeah. The,
2: you, you, it turned purple. That was the light of Elioth, and you yeah. hear it. Roll I forgot out.
3: he was purpley. Yeah. yeah. I don't I was gonna ask you guys who you thought that was. So it was Elias. Oh, for sure? <laughs> yeah. Man, that's interesting. I saw some I saw some chatter about uh people thinking she's gonna somehow become Terminatrix.
1: That-
2: I think she's gonna get eaten by a lion. Yeah. yeah. Same, same.
3: <laughs> I mean the others got out of the end of time, but
0: I think she. She'd have to show, Loki. Loki yeah. survive. She'd also, have to show
3: up in some other random project.
0: Of as, all the characters to move on from Loki, yeah, I don't see Ravona Renslayer being one of them. No. Unless
2: there is some variant of her somewhere, sure. That yeah. some Kang is like inexorably drawn to for yeah. some reason. Yeah, I guess. No Terminatrix
3: for us.
0: Mobius decides to leave the TVA, returning to the branch timeline to see a variant of himself with his kids. Sylvie appears next to him and tells him that Loki gave them a chance to live out their lives. The show ends with a final look at Loki on his throne at the end of time.
2: Also, I loved that last shot of Mobius, too, first of all, Mm -hmm. where he's just like taking it all in. He says, I'm just going to stand here and let time pass. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, that fucked me up the second oh, time. Oh, I mean,
3: it, it, the whole thing near the end fucked me up the first time, too, but particularly that line, I was like, oh, you, you asshole. <laughs> I do have some semantics questions about that, though. Okay. Like, was he going to kill the other guy? <laughs> no. I, I yeah.
0: imagine that he does something sort of like Sylvie, where he finds a timeline and just yeah joins it and like just starts living a life like, yeah i don't think he's looking to have the exact same because it's not his life yeah sure i think he was just going to see what a life for him could be like yeah. what it would have been and
2: it could he could end up going back to the tva yeah yeah you know saying like i can't you know i'm taking
3: a vacation not a not a goodbye forever yeah
2: because i mean b15 said that there's a spot for him if he ever wants it
3: yeah yeah, I guess that's true. I was thinking about it, like, all right, other, oh, all right, Don, make way for Mobius. Yeah, get out of here. You are my sons now.
2: Oh man, I will ride this jet ski. <laughs> I've always a dream come true.
3: Did you give him give him an accent just now? <laughs> I don't know what that it almost was. almost sounded like a Russian accent. I will ride the jet ski. <laughs>
0: yeah. He does an accent like a. We play D anD D, and he does like a. It's like a Transylvanian, Romanian... Oh, so it's
2: supposed to... Yeah, because I'm Abraham Van Sloan, the monster hunter. Oh. <laughs> That's what I thought of. Yeah. yeah. Interesting.
0: Uh, so, I've said this multiple times as we have talked about this season, but the ending really, really, really punches home mm-hmm. how much I hated Secret Invasion. <laughs> <laughs> and, I still agree with you. And how mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the... the The difference in quality is so stark and... Tony Stark. (laughs) Tony Stark. Uh, (laughs) Which, uh, I don't want to talk about that article ever again. Um, But them bringing the original event... Oh, the the Variety Variety article.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, Well, do you remember how the Variety article quoted someone saying, I've seen the Loki finale and boy, it sets up Kang. They're so screwed. This didn't set up Kang at all. There was like an aside mention of... Yeah, none of his variants have found us yet. Um, one did cause a bit of trouble adjacent in the adjacent realm, uh, but they took care of it. Yeah. So that's their little quantumian nod.
3: It took one variety article in about uh, less than a week of time for me to go fuck that. Yeah, yeah. fuck variety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking no, about.
0: That's why.
2: I, yeah. Honestly, some of the early buzz that I heard about the Marvels, um, at least from where I'm sitting, did not. Jibe with what they were reporting yep yeah 100 percent. i had heard that oh this movie doesn't know what it is i like one thing i heard was that they made they had an action cut and a comedy cut and i'm not going to say too much because i know peaches hasn't seen it yet and they said that audiences liked both so they tried to mash them together (laughs) i did not that did not feel like that at all it felt like it was a very good balance of action and comedy. You know, this is, yeah. I
3: mean, this is the same people that said that Nia DaCosta couldn't work on something after she was done working on something else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Yeah. I, I, I also saw yeah. a different art. I don't know if it was variety or just everyone else copying the same headline over and over, but changing it just a little so the teacher doesn't catch them uh, where they're like Loki. Uh, Tom Hiddleston
2: said Loki's done forever.
0: He just where had another thing where he said like, don't, rule out him playing Loki.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he said that he's already
2: said goodbye twice and come back, so it would be very foolish to think it couldn't happen again.
3: What I read more specifically was in that interview, the actual verbiage was more like, this arc of Loki's story is complete. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I'm done playing him forever. Sure, sure. And people took that as, Tom said, Loki's now done forever. Loki's dead, Loki died. Yeah, he's no longer in the MCU, (laughs) guys. That's what Tom
2: said. It has been... Exceedingly clear that Tom Hiddleston, well, he's been dethroned by Iman Vellani, but I think he's the person who was actually the biggest fan of the MCU who was actually in it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've ever seen when they do like, like on press junkets when they start quizzing the actors about, do you know what happened in these other movies? He's the only one that ever gets everything right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I, I'm sure we talked about this in season one, but he had Loki classes. Where he was like, (laughs) with all the actors, where he would like fill them in. Okay, here's here's what's happened so far. Here's where we are in our storyline. Here's why Loki is like this. He has thought very deeply about this character and i think he loves this character hasn't he said before that and people can change their
3: minds about stuff but oh, yeah, i'm pretty yeah. sure he said before that like if he could play loki forever he would
2: yeah. i'm sure it's like one of the most fun roles you can play oh yeah i think too that the uh, range. that
0: comic con where he showed up in full costume oh, and yeah. he did the glorious purpose speech um, and that he just so looks good. like he's having such a great time out there he really loves that and yeah. you know they tried it again with with um, the rock <laughs> No, that's not. Oh. How, that's not oh. what I was gonna say. I was saying, i was thinking of the guy from Guardians Three. That's right. Yeah, uh, they had a high evolutionary, high evolutionary, and it didn't hit the same to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even care about Definitely that. didn't hit the same to me with the Rock. Uh huh. Um, but the yeah. Rock came out for what? Black Adam. He came out in costume. I don't think he came out in character. Didn't uh, come out in character. Uh, I
2: think he might have just done his thing. The hierarchy is about to change. The and hierarchy he flies of away. DC
3: <laughs> Universe. Is about, and then
0: he uh, they fix it in post. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny.
1: Uh, so
3: what do you think about? Lo- where do you think? You think we're going to see him again? Yes. I think we
0: see him. I think
1: if, not
3: fully though, right?
0: I think he's going to learn how to sort of like appear as like a vision type thing, mm-hmm. and I think he will be the one to warn everyone about Kang right before the like. I think he shows up in Kang Dynasty,
2: like duplication casting if he through the. does it show up in Kang Dynasty and or Secret Wars. It will be very disappointing because at this point, Kang is a Loki villain, yeah, more yeah. than anything else. Yeah, Yeah, Ant-Man fought him, but who cares? (laughs) Like, like the only actual character development we've gotten from multiple variants of Kang have been in relation to Loki. Loki now cares more about this situation than anyone else. Yeah.
0: Well, and like, I think a good way that they were... Here's my prediction of what they have been trying to do. And we're only two of these in, but I think that their attempt is to make the next five, six properties up until... Uh, Kang Dynasty, make Kang the villain in every one of them. But mm. like a different version of Kang. I
2: mean, that I would think. be very interesting. I think What's
0: coming up with next? the Conqueror, then you go, he remains. The next... So, I don't know if you've looked. So, there's one Marvel movie coming out next year. And yeah. it is Deadpool 3. Uh, and so, it's a, the single, shoe-in Marvel movie. Every single other MCU movie does not come out until 2025. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, okay. we're going to have a light 2024, Thanks. everyone. Thanks, Strikes. Um, the Strikes had a big part of it. But then it's yeah. like a bunch of like heavy hitters. So, you've got a... Uh, Blade. Um, you have Fantastic Four. Uh, that makes sense. I could to have absolutely have a
2: Kang see a Kang being in Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah. yeah.
3: What um, What
0: would be a Blade Kang? Villain? I don't think Blade. I the think Mummy yeah. one. I think Blade is a <laughs> is like a side okay i would i would do consider you think great. that movie
3: is gonna happen it's mahershal ali it, it sounds don't know, like dude. it's not even gonna happen i don't dude. know dude I it's think hard it's just, hard to say
0: <laughs> how do you sign on mahershal ali and not just be like all right do whatever you want like,
3: i don't know come
0: on like man, my man's gonna make gold like just let him do whatever yeah. like just stop being stupid give mahershal ali whatever he wants i forgot what the other two movies that
2: are coming out um well, captain america and thunderbolts there
3: we go i can't see him being a captain america villain
2: Yeah, that that one, I mean, we've already heard a little bit about. I mean, that one's going to be a bit more of a grounded kind of... Sure.
0: But I could see Thunderbolts being a... We got to take down this version of... Hmm. Yeah, like, like, oh,
2: something's here. We don't have Avengers. Well, we've put together this team. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think he's... I think it makes sense to have Loki in a lot of these properties. I think sadly i think that he's mostly gonna just show up as cameos maybe in a bigger movie where there where he's like like secret wars or whatever where he's hey i'm here to warn everybody like i've got the threads of all these multiverses in my hands right now but he's coming he's a coming i could see
2: i honestly would just be also a nice full circle that we go from loki is the villain in the first avengers movie to a heroic loki yeah um, I put this in uh, in the Discord. To... I'm going to go ahead and talk about my uh, my theory that I had before okay. the finale aired um, because I think something like this could still happen. So everyone has been talking about oh, they have to pivot from Kang to Doom for whatever reason. Oh, and, yeah. and the thought process behind that is that, oh, Doom is like the major villain of Secret Wars. Major villain major of villain? Secret Wars? Yeah. <laughs> um, the issue with that besides the fact that I don't know if we'll have enough Doom set up for that to actually be effective uh, is that they talk about pivoting to Doom from Kang it's not like Kang was going to have the Doom role in Secret Wars right which is the God Emperor who patchworked together the universe the, the different universes to try to keep everybody alive Doom isn't I mean he's like an antagonist but he's not as bad in secret wars as people making him sound, because he's trying. Now granted, his ego gets in the way and he makes himself the god emperor. So that's pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. bad. But <laughs> yeah. he did more he did what everyone else couldn't, and he saved most of the people from all the different universes and created the battle world for everyone. So he's trying. Imagine Loki doing that. Yeah, and now we have a god Loki. Uh, who has mastery over over the different timelines and he's the god of stories and all of that, the, you could do a very sympathetic version of that in Secret Wars, where Loki is just trying to hold everything together. And, and we would be rooting for him now. Yeah. And, and And I think that would be an interesting twist on the comics version of Secret Wars, where it's Loki holding things together until the Avengers can fix it. And, you know, he would... Because, you know, the great thing about his arc in this is that he finally got a throne when he finally didn't want it, you yeah, know? Yeah, uh, And he he took the throne because it was a sacrifice that saved everyone. You know, like, that is about a, as much of an about-face character-wise as you can get, and I don't think we're going to see him, you know, slip back into villainy or anything. No. Um, so I think a good Loki who when the incursions come and the universes start crashing together, a good Loki who does what he can to save people until, you know, they find a better solution to fix things. I, I I would love for him to have, like, a big role in Secret Wars, like, in that way. Yeah, that would be pretty cool.
3: Yeah, do i.e., everything you just said, Doom makes even less sense now that we know what's happening. Fuck you, Variety. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and everybody
3: that copy-pasted that article... Yeah.
2: Marvel says it's doom. Bye Jonathan Majors. Yeah, and Feige has denied a few things from that article um like outright and granted who knows what's true and what's not. I don't know. Yeah. Some sources will say this, some sources will say that. And I'm not one of those guys that's like, "Oh, anonymous sources, you can't trust this because generally these sources are vetted like pretty well before, you know, they print something. But is there's a lot of weirdness around this one.
3: Yeah. Damn it, I'm thinking about Tom Hiddleston making all those sad goodbye my friends faces that he made. Yeah. And now I'm sad again.
0: <laughs> uh, So here to cheer you up, I'm going to tell you that even though that there is only one Marvel movie come out next year, we have three, four if you count Beyond the Spider-Verse, which I don't because I don't think it's going to come out next year. Yeah, um, Three other... Sony Marvel movies coming out next year. Oh boy, boy, oh. we got it! Yeah, I'm cheered up. We're we're kicking it off with everyone's favorite hero, Madame Web. I
3: thought you were
2: gonna say getting, Mobius oh gosh. 2. Getting
0: her own or movie, Mobius 2. We're then getting Venom three. Wait, hold on, time out.
3: Connection. I don't actually know why everybody criticizes Madame Web. I don't know anything about Madame Web. That's Madam why Web is, everyone criticizes oh. Madame
2: Web.
0: Madame Web is an old lady. She's an old lady in a little spider thing that like controls like the she like is typically seen as this person that kind of controls the Spider-Verse. And she, like, eventually, when I watch the um, animated series, she is the one that gets all of the spider Is she the
3: Miguel O'Hara of
2: the second end of the Spider-Verse?
3: Sort
0: of, but she's
2: less... Like, she actually controls the multiverse. Yeah, yeah. Like, she actually has powers, whereas... Miguel is just sort of like policing things. Right. She weaves the webs. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. There you uh-huh. go. Also, they made her young in this. Oh, my because... God. Hold on.
3: I just remembered. I just did a finger guns at you. And I remember when Loki stops time and oh. has the like jump on he who remains and then he finger guns at him. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. And then we end off next year with Craven the Hunter.
2: Oh, boy. I will with say I'm actually looking forward to Venom 3.
0: Oh, Venom 3 is going to be sick.
2: Cuz I loved I loved Therapy Carnage so much and the writer of that one is directing this one. Ooh. Yeah.
3: I'll have to watch those finally. Let You've there never be seen Carn- any of them? Uh, I have I I tr- okay, you didn't say this, but I tried to watch Morbius and I got about a third of the way through Ooh, before yeah. falling asleep.
0: Yeah, I, I've tried to watch I Morbius. I still haven't I seen I
2: have even attempted Morbius yet.
0: Venom 2 was a fun time and it's a tight 90 yeah oh really
2: venom yeah. 2 is actually a lot of fun it's, okay. it's a lot I, of fun it's a tight,
0: it, it doesn't overstay it's welcome you're in and out
3: have there been any trailers for madam web i saw one no.
2: for craven no
0: no I, which is weird because madam web is supposed to come out in february it's oh. for sure gonna get
2: delayed and the rumor adam scott is in it so that actually i oh. like adam scott is he mr web the rumor is <laughs> that he's don't. either a peter parker variant or ben reilly Ah. Ooh, Ben Riley. But Andy Samberg
3: is now my Ben Riley. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, But yeah, Adam Scott as an older Spider Man works for me. I think. Yeah. Same. Same. Hmm.
0: That'd be kind of cool.
3: I mean, I'll watch those things. Yeah. Especially if we're not getting it. I mean, we're going to. We're getting TV shows this year, this coming year, right?
0: Yeah.
2: So we're going to get some. We're getting. We're getting What If next month.
0: Yeah. Uh, Oh. And then we'll get Echo.
2: Yeah. Echo. Forgot about What If. Yeah.
0: And then. What's after that? I thought Armor Wars was supposed to be the next thing, but yeah, but that got turned into a movie, yeah, and, and they had to
2: go back and rewrite it since they've decided, hopefully, that everyone hated the scroll thing so much that we're just going to pretend Secret Invasion didn't happen. Since oh, it,
0: please God,
2: didn't um, affect the Marvels and at the, all. I
0: think uh, Daredevil: Born Again was supposed to be slated for next year, but with all the reshoots that they're doing, yeah, I've got a. You have to wonder that they're not going to make any deadlines next year. Hmm. I think it'll be a. I, I think as content dense as 2023 is i think 2024 will be not it will not only feel content light i think it'll actually be content light like yeah. i think it'll be a, a year to catch up on things that you have not been able to watch or play or do things uh wow
1: yeah
2: here's something that'll make you Weird. excited the new directors for uh daredevil born again natalie holt no i <laughs> uh justin benson and aaron moorhead oh hey Yay. Nice. so that's good all right cool um and do, i forget who the new showrunner they brought and the new showrunner they brought in for it is was i think the showrunner for the punisher oh Ooh,
3: that's yeah cool. that's, right, that's right that's right i haven't seen that but i heard it was a, f- a favorite of the netflix yeah. shows and
2: since punisher is supposedly back for this show as well at john perfect. bernthal yeah oh waka waka I've also heard rumors about another Defender possibly being important to maybe something upcoming. Uh, don't know if this person will actually appear, but Daredevil might be looking for them is what I've heard in Echo. Mm. Uh, Electra? No. Iron Fist? Jessica Jones. Oh, okay.
0: So I thought she came out and said that they... She was going to do Born Again, but they couldn't get their schedules to work. Yes,
2: and and uh, my understanding is that she was originally planned to be in Born Again. She was unavailable, so they pivoted to Punisher.
0: Mm. She is wonderful as Jessica Jones. Yeah, it's, I mean, it sounds oh, she's like... she's really good, yeah.
2: They, it sounds like they want to keep her. I mean, they're keeping so many of these actors. Yeah. I mean...
0: I mean, they're not going to touch Iron Fist with a 10-foot pole, but every one of the other ones.
2: Yeah. I still... I will still maintain to this day
3: that the actor had little to do with the I could see them trying to do a, uh,
2: a rehabilitation for him, for him the way that they have with uh, well, the uh, amazing Spider-Man characters
1: I, sure. think,
0: I think he was just born to fail like I think the character the way it had been written was just not something that was going to appeal to the audience of today yeah You know. Um, yeah well.
3: they could have picked one that was like I mean he was accurate to the comics. Sure, Danny Rand is accurate to the comics. Yeah, but they could have picked one that was maybe a little yeah. target audience better for their target audience. And
0: yeah, I mean, there's no shame. They have rewritten stories before. Shang Chi was a yeah. uh, a mostly rewritten story, and it it served the story better to do it that way. Yeah. Um.
3: Yeah. Yeah. True.
0: And that's something that's uh, I, I we haven't gotten. Any, I talked to Bailey about this. Maybe we shouldn't talk about this right now because it's not. It doesn't necessarily pertain to this. But we've gotten a lot of just bleep
3: the whole segment. Just like Mm -hmm. a six-minute bleep.
0: We've gotten a lot of post-credit things, and I won't say what the post-credit thing is. Miss Marvel is, but there is a post-credit scene. Um, (gasps) I know, (laughs) shockers. And there have been a lot of post-credit scenes like this where it feels like they're they haven't gone anywhere, and they're starting to kind of build up. You know,
2: they are things that I think. Will pay off, but it's going to be a couple years before the payoff. Oh, I do and remember that's, seeing that's that I in the say. group chat
3: where she said, "Like, here's these three characters that I've seen in post credits."
2: Yeah, you've got
0: Hercules. Why haven't we seen you've them got yet? Cleo. Yeah. You have yeah. who else?
2: Yeah, Cleo.
3: I mean, I, but Cl- do we think that those are there because they're for sure going to use them, or do we think it's like a Thanos situation where, like, hey, it'd be fun to include this character. Maybe if the story calls for them later, that, we'll have them. That
0: only works the first time because now yeah. you've set a precedent where, like. Our uh, post-credit scenes are talking about, like, we have set the, pre- like, the Marvel MCU has set the precedent that their post-credit scenes, for the most part, are scenes that set the stage for what's coming up next.
2: Sure. They will find a way to get Hercules involved in something, because that that's too big of a character. That's a potential Avenger right there. Yeah. 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 And um, Brent Goldstein. Yeah. And great. Clea, I mean, since they're talking about incursions... Clea and Doctor Strange will be back for Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars whenever sure. they decide to actually move forward on this incursion stuff. So she'll be back as well.
0: Um, Who's the other character she said?
3: Uh,
2: Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Oh,
0: yeah.
3: That's right. That's I not have, the character. Uh, I have no Fox, clue how when. Any- Red Fox? Star Fox. Star Fox. Yeah. I should know that. I <laughs> should do that, Star Fox. Uh,
2: um, I've looked up the 2024 shows, by the way, and it's a bunch that aren't going to matter cuz it's a lot of animated stuff. Yeah, cuz
0: the Spider-Man one Yeah,
2: Spider-Man Freshman Year, which we now know is an alternate reality anyway. Yeah. Mm. It's a I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a version where instead it's a version of our Peter Parker, MCU Peter Parker, but instead of Tony Stark, Norman Osborn is his mentor. So it's a universe where Norman Osborn exists. Voiced by Tom Holland? No. Oh, okay. Voiced by I think the person who voiced him in What If, who did a pretty good job. Oh, okay. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now. X Men '97, which is a continuation of the old Fox cartoon. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> Echo is January. The rest of these are okay. X Men '97, early 2024. Here's the one that matters: Agatha, Coven of Chaos, yeah. or yeah. Darkhold Diaries, or whatever it's called. They've been putting out so many names, and that's part of their Aubrey campaign. Pl- is every time they Aubrey announce Opry Plaza, Opry in it uh patty lapone i think is in it wow. and Aubrey plaza is living with her now in real life what uh I, I look this up oh and marvel zombies um oh i forgot about marvel zombies too yeah hey if all
3: the uh magic color equals the stone that they represent i guess Agatha's going to be real fucking strong yeah she's gonna <laughs> be very powerful because <laughs> no one else uses purple magic right can i stay yeah. a prediction now do it you won't
0: we see the scarlet witch make an appearance in agatha in the <gasps> coven.
3: yeah it seems solid <laughs> think you that's think so... that's where we learn that she's been alive yeah she had
0: uh, or she maybe they, there's like a like they got a resurrect her type thing oh uh, yeah one of the ways like i think
2: she yeah. she she'll be back she'll be back I don't um know. especially if they're allegedly planning a vision quest series yeah you need mm. you need wanda live for that because she's the one that wants Vision. oh magic.
0: that's another one white vision
2: yeah so that's yeah. A lot of these, I think, are things that are going to be s- done in sequel series, like like we've got this Agatha show coming, sure. and then it sounds like it's going to be the same creative team because it's a lot of the same people who did WandaVision are doing Agatha, and then they're going to do the Vision Quest ser- series. So it's kind of going to be its own, its own continuing storyline, uh, which you know, is fine by me, and I'm sure they'll all come together and <laughs> intersect here and there and everywhere, but... Yeah, Aubrey Plaza that lives like with uh, Patty Lapone on the Upper West Side right now because uh, she's doing a play. Hmm. Huh. And they became friends doing uh,
3: Agatha Coven of Chaos. I'm going to look that person up because I don't know who that is.
2: She's a legendary Broadway star.
3: Not that legendary if I don't <laughs> know her.
2: Fair point. <laughs> yes. Fair point. Peach's
0: known barometer of, <laughs> <laughs> of Broadway stars.
3: she Patty with a Y or an I? With an I.
2: Nope, never seen her. Wow. Yeah. Well, she's won three Tonys, two Olivier's, two Grammys. She won three Tonys. Hey. Oh, she was the original Ava <laughs> Perone in Evita.
3: I've seen that show. Maybe not the You uh, guys make fun of me, but I've seen
2: Evita. You've seen Evita? I've seen Evita. I'm impressed. Yeah. She might not have been the original, but she was an early one. Um, I remember she did Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I see about shows. Fifteen years ago, I'm not uncultured. Yeah,
0: it's more than fifteen years ago.
2: I'm just stupid. There's a
0: difference
3: between uncultured and
0: stupid. This is saying 2001.
2: Oh, I see. I see Sweeney in 2006.
0: I see it in 2001. Okay,
2: well, I don't remember when it was. Who'd she playing, Sweeney?
3: Uh, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Lovett.
2: Lovett. Sweeney. Yeah. Mrs. I'm Sweeney. your friend, Mr. Todd. <laughs> I'm your friend too, Mister
1: Todd <laughs> What? Got you got it.
0: When you get it. <laughs> and I haven't seen a customer in weeks. <laughs> Would you like to have a pie, sir? So, what are we gonna rate? <laughs> Season two, episode six of Loki. Uh, oh. I will give it ten. Time trees. Damn, son. I think this is the ultimate payoff for this show. I think this show is, I am, I'm going to say this show, both seasons one and two, in my opinion, is the, the unequivocal best Disney plus Marvel show. I think from start to finish, it has been on a caliber that has been seldom matched and has been outpaced in certain parts. Yeah. Uh, I think the only thing that you could say is even in the same realm is WandaVision. Yeah. And I think WandaVision is close there, uh, but I think the two-season payoff of it all, I think, uh, gives Loki the edge for me. I think it is, it is the crowning achievement of the last however many years uh, of Marvel. I think it is one of the best things Marvel has ever made. And yeah. I think... Um, when they announced that they were going to be doing Disney Plus shows and they were going to be going deep into other characters and stuff, this is what I pictured, and this is what I wanted. And some of the other stuff that we've gotten is not what I have wanted. I want more of this. Mm -hmm. I don't
3: want to hear people say anymore that Phase 4 and 5 had nothing because it did have more than Loki, but it fucking had Loki. Yeah. yeah. I want to ride your coattails here for a second because I agree with everything you just said, and I also am giving it 10, and I wish I could give it more than a 10, but I don't break the rules. So I'm giving it 10 Pumpkins. Out of 10. <laughs> I think I think the episode was perfect. I think the payoff... I, I say perfect. I do think... I think about the series as a whole, which we'll rate separately, so I guess I'll wait. I think there were some things in the series that I, I would have preferred to know or maybe see some information about, but that didn't detract from what this show did. Mm. Visually, uh, musically, story-wise, character-wise. Now that Tom Hiddleston... Is probably only going to be in cameos and or sometimes things that make sense to his character for a little while. Who's the best actor in the MCU? Because the gap between him and whoever was silver medal. No offense to everyone else. I don't want to be. I don't want the actors of the MCU to come at me. But you have to agree that Tom Hiddleston is on a diff. Every single thing we have ever watched that had Loki in it, we rave about how good Tom is. Even when we watched Dark World, we were like, that movie sucked, but at least there's that scene with Thor putting Mjolnir on the coat hanger and Tom Hiddleston is in it. You know what I mean? The two best things in that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Like Now that he is mostly going to be, at least for a while, probably, removed, who's the best actor? And you don't have to think of an answer to that. I just... It's just—it's one they of the killed off Angela Bassett. It's one of the things <laughs> um, that makes this show so great is his acting. He's above and beyond, and and again, not that everyone else isn't doing work, but, right, right. But he's like, he's like the crowning achievement of the MCU in my opinion, uh. And so it really shined in this episode. Ten out of ten. Yeah. I will ten nominate, pumpkins.
2: Given enough to do in the future, I could see Oscar Isaac.
3: I could see Oscar Isaac being,
2: being the next.
3: And I think this show because
2: his character would just gives him so much to do.
3: I think even this show in particular has a lot of people that have contributed greatly. Oh, yeah. Owen Wilson has been
2: great Owen the entire Wilson, time. So so, the
3: shock of the fucking decade for me. I didn't know he could act outside of something that's not a comedy sure, like sure. cool. Um, and even despite whatever happens with his allegations, like Jonathan Majors gave you great performances. You can't deny that he gives good performances. He acted
2: his ass off. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Sophia Martino was great. I feel like they didn't give her enough to do this season. That's
3: going to be my nitpick about the yeah. season overall. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, this episode, great finale. Um, just Perfect finale. Yeah, you know what? Screw it. Ten. Ten, uh, <laughs> ten surprisingly advanced engineering skills out of ten.
0: So what are you, uh, I'll ask you guys this time first. What are you going to rate the series as a whole? So we'll start with just season, are we talk- okay, just we're gonna season two. We're going to start season two, and then we'll do
3: Loki. Oh, it's going to be the same number. You can ask me whatever order you want. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, it's ten. I I gave the season one a ten. Uh, and I said, it, I, I remember, whatever I gave season one, I think it was a 10. Yeah. And I said, it's a toss up at any moment between Loki and WandaVision. And like you said earlier, I, I don't have anything to add to it. Now that it's got the, the length of two seasons and the, the whole story arc and what Loki did, it, it's 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 number one. Yeah. To me, it's now uncontested number one. Yeah. Um, the season and the series, both 10s out of ten uh 10 see you soon's uh <laughs> out of 10 and my my only real nitpick about this season other than the weird pacing of the second episode which I'm over now uh is I feel like Sophie was uh Sylvie Sylvie yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like Sylvie was a character um that was extremely important to the season 1 story and then season 2 came around and they were like well we made this character but we don't have anything to do with her but we got to include her so i don't know i guess put her in the show like it felt like the culmination of everything that happened now that we have all the information is like she really didn't contribute that much to the story other than pushing loki in the right direction i feel i still feel pretty strongly that my friend who i talked to was right about her whole thing in every episode was Loki I'm not helping you shows up to help doesn't <laughs> doesn't do anything rinse repeat. And I th- I think that maybe they could have done more with her but I don't really know what that is. Um so more than anything I really want to know we never learned why she got pruned. Yeah. And I really want to know. I just really want to know why she got pruned. But it's still tenna- it doesn't detract from my score. Uh, 10
2: out of 10 so i had to look up what i gave the first season yeah i was curious i gave that one a nine Mm -hmm. out of 10 Uh, i will say that the second season retroactively made the first season finale work for me i remember you probably remember that i had issues with the season finale yeah
0: what if this the season one finale does it work better as a mid-season finale
2: yeah like if you pretend this is one big series yeah Uh, then it works a lot better. They, they did a lot in this season that justified that ending for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, so taken as a whole that it elevated that for sure. So great job, Eric Martin, head writer of this season, co-wrote the season finale last of the first season, apparently filled in a lot for Michael Waldron when he got pulled off to do, um, Dr. Strange. So, uh, he was pretty involved in the first season as well. um, yeah, so is that I have, like, the barest of nitpicks here. I don't think Sylvie had enough to do. Um, I think that the it was a little rushed in the first half of the season, particularly the second episode. Um, But, yeah, I'm trying to decide if that's enough to knock off half a point for me or not. And it might be, but, like, it's, like, it's even more of like a 975 than a 9.5, yeah. honestly. Um, I still, again, WandaVision just appeals so specifically to my interests that that's still my number one, but my God, it is so close. It's, it's splitting hairs. And on a given day, I might wake up and be like, yeah, hey, no, Loki, Loki is the number one show. And then the next day, I'll be like, yeah, oh, WandaVision was the number one show. I love them both. They're both my children and, <laughs> um, they are both my favorites and they can do no wrong. Um, uh, and, uh, any, anyone who says that Marvel hasn't been good since Endgame when these two things, you know, Loki and WandaVision, are among the best Marvel things, period. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this season a 9.5. Um, 9.5. I didn't think of these things. I forgot I was going to have to come up with three of these today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to give it... Uh, 9.5 exploding looms uh for this season and yeah we'll say 9.75 uh gods of stories uh out of 10 for the entire series
3: you know what you say that too i know it's not a direct sequel but i wonder what if whatever happens in agatha would make you love wandavision even more it's
2: possible yeah i mean they tried to make a movie to make me love wandavision less and it didn't work <laughs> so uh <laughs> Yeah, they did. I you, just pretend the movie and, didn't happen and, and you Wanda really is a beautiful- really
0: hated that movie <laughs> uh, yeah I'm with you peaches uh, they're both t- what is that
3: oh it's just a dude with a really big dick driving a car Oh, oh. He's, sh- he's telling everyone Bro, how big you his said, dick is
0: it's just a dude with a really big <laughs> dick and I thought something completely different I was like oh someone's Oh, he go, he's oh. going. I was like, oh, he's going to work. Oh <laughs> no, he's he's putting that big dick to use. No, no,
3: no. I mean, maybe. Oh my. Maybe in his car while I he's can't driving. Wait to have to edit this out. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe in his car while he's driving seventy in a forty five. You know, he's also getting maybe some some road stuff. Some road stuff. Yeah. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm with you, Peaches. <laughs> I think it's a uh, a uh, ten for both the season and the series for me. uh, We'll give it uh, the season 10 surprising Owen Wilson performances out of 10. And then uh, the series will do 10... Universe Spaghetti's out of ten. Ten piece
2: chicken McNuggets. That's what I (laughs) should have done.
0: Oh no! McNuggets out of ten. That's real good. That's real good. That is really good. Yeah, I've already said all I need to say. I think uh, Loki is uh, one of the crowning achievements of Marvel, and I think they need to use this as a blueprint moving forward, and Mm -hmm. not some of the other stuff that they have put out.
3: I I don't think it would take away from Loki if if they start using the same visual style.
0: Like,
2: no, I would I'm... love
3: to see the same visual and music style that that Loki had. I obviously I still like things being varied. Yeah, um, sure. But, I but I want this is more... a good one to ape if they... If yeah, they... I, I want more Natalie Holt. That's me being selfish. Let her do everything musically. Yeah.
2: I think the lesson for this for their TV shows, all the ones that have worked have a very strong point of view and something to say. Uh, they take the characters seriously. Uh, I remember just after the first episode of this season... And thinking back to Secret Invasion, just how much more this felt like a real TV show to me. Yeah, there was just yeah. something about it. There were there was the dialogue felt real. Um like, like it wasn't just we have to say these things to keep the plot moving. There there was like just really strong character work, both in the scripts and from the performers. Um I think that they had thematic ideas that they stuck with through the whole season that they were planting the seeds and you know making the those grow over the, over the course of the season. And I hate to contrast it with Secret Invasion again because that that's what the last thing was though. They yeah, they that's they,
3: the freshest other thing in our brains. They
2: vaguely gestured at some interesting ideas and themes that they did not actually do anything with in Secret Invasion. And I understand it was a pretty troubled production apparently and all this other stuff but still uh, it's amazing. The, it sounded like this one was a very smooth production. And I said it, it was confident, knew what it was doing, and it did a good job. So, yeah, I you know, I hope that we get more things. That, and I think with the new model that they're going with for the TV series going forward, the new model being the traditional model that has worked for TV for decades, <laughs> um, I think we're going to get more more of that.
0: I'm glad.
3: Listen, there's there's merit to breaking something if it's not working, but mm-hmm. sometimes there's a you, phrase for this, and yeah. I, I, it's it's slipping. You yeah, know? D- if it is if it's currently working, then don't do anything to change it. I do think a year
0: off will do Marvel wonders. Like I think a year off where they're focused on these other things that aren't really part of the MCU, uh, a year off from MCU movies. Deadpool's not really. I mean it. it
2: it will be, but it's also not. It's,
0: right. I, I mean, like, I still. My prediction for Deadpool is still Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. And, like, he, like, goes around and kills everything that isn't the MCU and <laughs> mm-hmm. is crazy and stuff. Um,
2: and it's a guaranteed hit because it's Deadpool yeah. 3. Hugh Jackman is back. Hugh Jackman is Jack. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Huge Ackman.
2: Huge Ackman.
1: Huge Ack. Ack, 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 Ack. Uh,
2: one time, Danny and I got my mom for Christmas uh, tickets to go. Got see- her,
0: I know. Danny and I got my mom for Christmas. Gotcha, mom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for Christmas, Danny and I got our mom. The that didn't change. How'd you get her, Chris? For Christmas,
0: my mom got got.
2: Shit, not again. <laughs> we got her tickets to go see Hugh Jackman. Um, and uh, we we split the you know we split him. It was it was I think he was doing like a concert tour or something, and when Danny Venmo's me his half, the uh, Venmo line was Hugh Jackman's huge Acton <laughs> <laughs> and I think of that every time I think of Hugh Jackman now. <laughs> That's funny.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, I think we've already talked about our rankings for the series, but. Just to go over it, Loki's at the top for me. Yeah, (laughs) 1B. Yeah, 1B for you. It's at 1 for for Peach, I assume. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we don't really have to get into that. So let's move on. Great job, everybody. Yeah, we did it. Let's move on to recommendations. Recommendation jingle. Yeah. Do you guys have something to recommend our listeners to help them get through their week? I do. Let's hear it. And it's
2: uh, relevant, I think. Yeah. I just finished a book I've been reading for a while. Um it's uh, called American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Uh, oh. Have you guys read it I or... haven't read
0: it. I've been meaning to I have it sitting on my shelf. Yeah. Cuz I'm I've been meaning to read it and then watch the series.
2: Oh yeah. I I was thinking about watching the series but it got canceled and they didn't mm. finish. So I'm thinking maybe Which I'll just really sit it I, out. I
0: heard really good things.
2: Yeah, the uh, from what I've heard the first season was really good. They fired the showrunner.
0: Oh, uh, and there it is.
2: Then it was not as good the second season. Then they fired that showrunner, and it was better the third season, but not as good as the first season, um, and they never actually got to finish the story. Uh, so that's a bummer. Uh, but the book is great. Uh, if you don't know, I'll just give you kind of the brief overview of what the idea is. It's about this uh, man named who goes by the name of Shadow, and he is on a plane going to a funeral uh his wife's funeral he just got out of jail and this guy sits next to him and his name is mr wednesday and mr wednesday ends up hiring shadow to be kind of his assistant and as it turns out and this isn't really a spoiler if you think about what the name of the book is you could probably figure out that when mr wednesday is odin ah yeah so um (laughs) as it turns out There are gods, um, you know, gods from the various cultures who have been brought to America by, you know, the various cultures that settled America over the many, many years. And the gods are getting weaker because people don't believe, sacrifice, worship them. And there are new gods now who are coming up like media, technology. Uh, Like all these things that people are giving their attention to are becoming personified gods. Hmm. And Mr. Wednesday is trying to gather up all these different gods from all these different cultures. So, like, there's Mr. Nancy, who is Anansi the Spider from uh, African folklore. Um, I say gods. A lot of them are actually, like, more folklore characters. Some of them are gods. Some of them are folklore characters. Chernabog is one of them, actually. Um, Easter. is in it you know like the pagan goddess easter uh so it's very neil gaiman is just a very smart man (laughs) and and he's done a lot of research uh and the way he incorporates these different characters and takes bits of them from mythology and does it in a more modern setting um i think the book came out like in the late 90s maybe or early 2000s
0: it's considered a modern classic yeah
2: it's it's excellent Uh, it's one of those what I am horrible at making time for reading, but whenever I would sit down and read this, I was just like, pfft, like fully in this book. Uh, so I very much recommend it. Uh, and piggybacking off of that, I finished it yesterday, and today I started reading uh, also by Neil Gaiman. A few years ago, he put out a book of Norse mythology where it's just him straight up retelling Norse myths. Um, and So it's a very, you know, just a straightforward retelling Done in his style, but he did his best to kind of stick to, you know, what we know of Norse mythology, like what has survived. Because not a lot has actually survived of Norse mythology. Uh, We basically have like two major documents and that's about it.
3: Major documents? Major
2: documents, yeah. Um, uh, So I'm, you know, like I said, I'm barely, I just started reading it earlier today. Uh, But I've read enough to say, you know, that's my other recommendation. Uh, Because, again, it ties in with this very well. So, yeah, those are my recommendations.
0: Nice. I think I'm going to give – I've had American God sitting on it. It's one of those – I picked it up at Barnes & Noble at some point Mm -hmm. because I've been meaning to read this for a long time. Yeah. And it's, like, sitting right there. Like, I've got a little, like, um, little bookshelf of, like, the ones that I'm going to read next, and they are, like, 10 books there. And I just, like – it It has been sitting there for a little while. Yeah. just I've got to just dig in.
2: Yeah. This one had been sitting on my shelf for a long time, too. And I was like, you know what? It's time.
3: Who's next? Yeah. I don't have a real recommendation. I'm out of things that I do to recommend to you people. Here's what I'll recommend. <laughs> I recommend sex. I've, <laughs> I said I'm out of things that I do. <laughs> 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 um, if you're feeling sad about this ending, whether it's in a sad way or a bittersweet way or a happy way, however it is, let me tell you one way to temporarily get you through sadness. Uh, you're going to go to your local grocery There, the brand Philadelphia, not the city, sells a tub of pre-made cheesecake filling. Uh, You buy that, and you also are going to buy your cookie of choice. Now, for this particular thing, I like to get the peanut butter Oreos because there's chocolate and peanut butter in those. You're going to take that home, and you're going to treat those two things like chips and dip. You're going to dunk... (laughs) The Oreo in the pre made cheesecake filling, and you're gonna eat that until the sad goes away. And that's what I recommend. Okay. It is delicious, and you'll be sad when it's gone.
0: It's, you know, I understand the purpose of that is to take away sadness, but I know. listening to that made me sad. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it
3: is so good. It hurts so that's good. It's one of those things that would so take
2: away good. my sad, and then a couple hours later make me very sad. Yeah, <laughs> but that's
3: why I said temporarily.
0: Yeah, yeah it's like anytime time I eat jam hot chicken. I need to go there. I recommend Jam Hot Chicken real quick. (laughs) To to the locals. Delicious. Uh, If you're ever in Orlando... So I am Groot. That's for you. uh, (laughs) In the Winter Park area, go to Jam Hot Chicken. Jam Hot Chicken, uh, huge Orlando Magic fans, the people at Jam Hot Chicken. Um, But yeah, Jam Hot Chicken does incredible... Like. Um, Tennessee style, like hot chicken.
2: I still haven't tried it. I gotta it's get very out good. Hand.
0: Whatever your spice level is, go one under.
2: Okay. So if they, if you're looking
0: at a spice and you're usually a medium or a hot guy, I promise you go one under. Trust me. Okay. Even the mild there is, uh, and, and then I feel awful afterwards.
3: But it's at,
2: real good at, at a place that like prides yourself on being hot, I feel like I have to start with mild and work my way up and say, how okay, it, mild is good.
3: How does that compare to Chicken? Remember that place with the uh, waffle fries? Chicken
0: is more like Korean chicken.
2: Yeah,
3: but I'm at like portion sizes. and
0: It's it's the biggest chicken sandwich I've ever had. Wow, okay. It's gigantic. Hmm. Very, very It's good. huge. Um, but my mm-hmm. real recommendation, I recently restarted... Um, a game that I'm not sure if I've recommended it before, but I'm going to recommend it now. I have uh, been playing Pokemon Go again, and that's not my recommendation. It's just <laughs> something I've been doing. Actually, that's my
3: anti-recommendation. <laughs> Don't do that.
0: Uh, play Pokemon Go. It's a fun time. Yeah, whatever. Um, but it, it made me want to play a Pokemon game, and I've had Pokemon Violet sitting on my like Switch for a long time, and then I went to boot it up, and I was like, this isn't really doing it for me. Like These new Pokemon games aren't quite what they used to be, and then I was like, oh, right. I've already played the best Pokemon game of the last, like, 10 years. (laughs) And then I went and I played Persona 5. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, I never saw that coming. (laughs) He said that exact thing, like, six times to me. So I was like, oh, I know what this is.
0: Um, Persona 5. (laughs) All the Persona games are... They're not like Pokemon in that the game is about catching monsters. But there is, a like, a lot of the turn-based combat, there's a large section of it that is. You, like catch all of these different Personas, and then you can combine them and fuse them and, like, do all this kind of stuff. It's got, like, a Pokemon-esque, but it's also got this, like, a life simulator built into it, and it's also got this really engrossing story. It's also gigantic, and then they always come out with a second version of the game, so usually they'll do, like, Persona 4, and then they did Persona 4 Golden, and it was, like, a version where they kind of take all the feedback of the original game, of uh, the things that people liked, what they didn't like, and then they make system improvements and they usually add some story content. So for Persona 5, it's Persona 5 The Royal, which is the one that I'm playing now. They've done all kinds of system improvements and then they've added, in the original game, you play two semesters of school. They add a third semester.
1: Hmm.
2: More uh, school. <laughs> <laughs> More school. That's a selling Yay! point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, in the game you like go to school during the day, and then at night you're like traveling these dungeons. And there's actually quite a lot to do in the game. It's hard to explain, but it is uh, a really, really, really incredible game. Uh, it's stylistically like nothing else. Um, I don't, I can't think of another game that is like the Persona series. It kind
3: of reminds me what I've seen of it, and not, it, not one to one. Just sure. sort of mm-hmm. like Hades. Um, just the art style of the characters when they're speech bubbling. Kind of. Yeah. Maybe
0: Hades gets a little bit of that from Persona. Because Persona is a pretty old series. Yeah. Um it's it's actually a branch off of uh, Shin Megami Tensei, uh, which was the original like Persona series of like mm. this type of game and then they eventually made Persona which is like a different series but of of the same sort of systems. Um,
2: it features it, a lot of the
0: same like a lot of the same creatures. And creatures and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, a lot of weird creatures. I'll show you guys afterwards, but a lot of weird-looking ones.
3: Yeah. Um, I'm a Final Fantasy guy, so I've seen some... You can't surprise me with weird stuff. Try me, baby. Oh,
0: I will surprise you. <laughs> Try me, baby. I, 100%, I, I played against... Uh, there's like a mini boss you play pretty early in the game that looks like the devil, but he is naked sitting on a toilet. And then... <laughs> <laughs> he attacks you, and then when he heals himself, he has a self heal. He relieves himself. It looks like he's taking a big old dump. You can't see the dump, but he like he like, <sighs> and then he goes.
1: Ugh. I <laughs> stand he,
0: corrected. And then he heals for however uh, much. Immediately damage. surprised. <laughs> I pro- and this won't be
2: your last surprise. <laughs> I promise
0: you, there are quite a lot of surprises in Persona, as far as the monster. Uh, design goes. Uh, really fun game Devil though. taking a dump. It yep. also deals with a lot of really interesting and devil. Uh, adult topics. Like it is not a ch- I wouldn't call it. It's not a children's game. It's mm. not a game for children. Like it is the stuff they're dealing with is very there's a lot of real heavy stuff in there. Gotcha. Um, but yeah so it's a really engrossing story. So yeah if you are like me and you like the Pokemon games growing up but you don't like the direction they're taking right now. Highly recommend Persona 5.
3: I loved Pokemon uh a lot of the early stuff. I did the same thing. I bought one of the two of those, I don't remember. Yeah. And then I just didn't play it. Yeah. I, I saw some people playing it and I was like Eh I played This wasn't motivated the
0: one before Shield and Sword. And I was like, this was fun, but it also like I got to the end of it and I was like, this isn't do it for me like it it used to, you know? As a completionist, the
3: more they add, the more daunting it is for me to oh great, I have to keep a compendium of sure. 1,000 blah, blah, however many there are now yeah. Pokemon. The latest Pokemon game that I did like a lot was Arceus because- It was different. It was different, and it was, here's the Pokemon in the world. Not all of them are here. Yeah. Like, this is the list. There's no more, and that was kind of nice, but yeah. And I really liked Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, too. Again, they, they did but something they were different. different. Yeah,
0: They did something different. I think that's going to do it for this episode of Assembly Required, an MCU retrospective. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so, patreon.com slash assemblyrequired. Huge shout out to our Avengers-level patrons, Brian, Riley, and Adrian. If you'd like to email the show, you can do so, gmail.com. Follow the show on x at assemblycast. That's going to do it for myself, for Chris, or Peaches. We love you, 3000. Bye, everybody.
2: Excelsior. Bubbly, bubbly.